I'm exploiting your misery for humor. That's probably the appropriate way to phrase it. The Sunday Skypers. Burning beards. Burning, burning, Anywho. burning. All right. So, which which burning do we want to go? The burning beds or the burning spiders? Right. Uh, fire everywhere. Uh, I think I'm going to sit on that for a short while, while we figure out if you have relevant stuff, like beliefs and such. I think you do. You, we didn't really resolve any last time. Providing you haven't changed anything in the last, like, ten minutes, I should no. have. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. I will remind my GM that I have both. I reopened this. Breweries of Scoria Deep by dealing with the spider infestation, which is work in progress. Yep. And make sure Murtog and Athelbad are kept safe. You need to imperil them so I can keep them safe. Well, there's... <laughs> <laughs> They're hesitating while lots and lots of burning spiders are falling on top of them and... Um, and Mother's the, coming. The, the big, yes, yes. And Ufkel's playing Burning Bard. And we're about to find out how well he built the thing. It's built to burn. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this is the point where he, you know, he sees, uh, I'm not saying he's not frightened. He's seeing a giant spider. So he's probably going to crank it up. And this is the point where the, the fault in it will, will show up probably. Yeah. We'll see how, how well you operate that thing alone. <laughs> yeah. Burn, baby. Burn. It, sounds, it sounds like we're going to go with spiders first. People are focused. Oh, no, no. We still need to look at your, at your, um, beliefs. My beliefs are uh, pretty easy. Protect yeah. Bruna and Stonebones from the burning spirit. And the others are about doing his consort cohorts and uh, yeah. maybe finding research maps. Well, maybe that's from last time, actually. You did research. Oh, maps. yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. I should update that. Derp, yeah. derp, derp, derp. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have a path. Yay. A wrong path, but I don't know that. That is, uh, that is not necessarily the way it is. <laughs> It, it the, might get you within, within, let's say, uh, 20 miles of what you're actually looking for. You never it's know. It's just a more interesting <laughs> route. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I, yeah, I think those are good. And I think the princes are good as well. We, we came to that conclusion last time, dealing with the spiders. And, well, I guess the middle one, like making sure that Flint is not eaten by spiders. I'm going to pretend there's an invisible the spiders. It, it, there, because otherwise it's all spiders everywhere. You'll, you'll have to like kill every spider in the whole world to make sure that Flint is not devoured by by them. But that's fine. Uh, and Duel Slate is on hold, I guess, or on his own adventures. I think we're going to start somewhere other than than either of the two interesting and compelling cliffhangers, the way they do when they want to be annoying, and you know your favorite TV show. So we're getting a. Uh the the villain shot? Yeah, I think I think so. Well, villain is a is a bit, but maybe Antagonist. you know this is you know. Meanwhile, you know that scene. <laughs> All right, so so imagine there's this great big sweeping shot of the mountainside slope or like valley where you um where you got all your your grain and the the various like old dwarven homestead ruins were uh, and there's a there's a little cottage. Further down, there's a, like a thin wisp of smoke rising from from one of the the mended chimneys, and we see this tallish, slim figure in um, like buckskins approaching the cottage with uh, like a bird and some some herbs in in his hands. Right, and he has a bow slung across his back. 
it's Finglar and the elf that um, that you met. And he stops a ways away from the cottage and, and like, you know, squints at it. And uh, as if he's like surprised that there's smoke coming out of it, like he didn't leave a fire on or something. So um, he, he gets a bit of a grim expression and then he goes toward it and inside. We can see him like opening the door and like stepping inside and, and, and peering around or actually not around. Like he, he sees who's there immediately. And uh, we see that Torir, the, the surface dwarf in all, all his like weird human hippie get up, like uh, his <laughs> henna stuff and, and his uh, peculiar jewelry and um, and his face paint and, and eye makeup and all that stuff. Dude. He's sitting by the hearth, right? With a bong. Not a bong, but but he's just, <laughs> with all those spices around. <laughs> he is certainly ha- he's certainly enjoying his pipe weed. That's what he's doing. Ah, <laughs> so he's sitting like with his feet crossed up on on a, on a pallet while like sitting on some chair that's slightly over large and just like enjoying his pipe. He lights up when he sees the elf come in through the door with like dinner and herbs and stuff. Yeah, Figlorin looks at him and goes, "You have returned." And Thorir takes a drag on his pipe and says, I end with news. And Finglorin walks over to one of the tables and uh, puts down the, the bird and the herbs. And he says, so you found it? Thorir says, I, I have. But, um, you know, the mountain folk are uh, they're slow to trust. If you still want it, um, we must play a little game. And Finglorin turns around and looks at him for a bit like... Okay, what's this? You know, what's this bullshit you're trying to sell me? And he says, what sort of game? And Torrier says, well, only a bit of theater. It will not be hard, but um, you will need to brave the tunnels. And at that, you can see that, you know, Finglorin gets less than, you know, he, he's less than happy to hear that. His countenance darkens and he says, I see. And he walks over and sits down by the, the hearth as well. Torrier empties his um, his pipe into the like fire and after a moment um of silence the elf looks looks at Tori with with kind of purpose and he says what of the serpent and Tori says um you know he shrugs and goes i, I did not encounter one uh, i i would think it's just a human sorcerer exploiting rumors dangerous perhaps but not some storied worm and Gloran nods as if in thought and then he looks back up at um or down, rather, at uh, Torir, who is, who is, like, jabbing one of his thick index fingers into the pipe to sort of get the last crap out of it. And Figlorin says, through, like, heavy brows, like, um, what of mother? And uh, Torir coughs a bit, as if to, like, um, hide that he's like, oh, well, I thought we would, like, not talk about that, but okay. Um, so he straightens up and uh, clears his throat, like, <clears throat> ah, uh, mother, ah. Uh, Still alive, by all accounts. Uh, I had no way to reach her, but um, the goblins, they mentioned her. It was it was an unsettling story. They, sh- they share this sort of awkward, unpleasant silence. And then Finglorin rises and says, um, I'll gather my things. And Thor nods and, and um, puts his pipe in, in his like sleeve. And... Uh, that's where we leave them for something entirely more fiery. <laughs> I, I think maybe the camera like swoops in toward the fire into the hearth, right? And the glow <laughs> like of the coals suddenly like spring up to fire, and the fire takes on a, um, a like there's the sound of a great whoosh, 
and we're back with the the spiders and oath killers like pulling on the the mechanism and this just <laughs> ball of flame starts to jet out toward uh, the great mother spider right and it and all uh, the noise of that scene come begins to come in you know the roar of the fire the falling spiders burning spiders and uh fandrel and shouting kill. as well in the background and, and oath kill screaming die die <laughs> <laughs> And mother going, no, no, stop the fire. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, as, as we all remember from last time session, from last session, last time session. Anyway, so let's see. Let, let's, let's resolve your little uh, attack that we never got to, to do last time. Yeah. Well, it's going to be using my, uh, <laughs> my learning skill of war machine. Cause that's what you have to use to do this. Uh, and that means I don't get to add, add anything to it. It's it's uh, rooted in two different stats, right? I, yeah, yeah, it's it will and perception, I believe. Okay. So you can use either. I'm probably dumping into will because it's getting close to where if I can get it difficult, I'll um, be one closer to actually upgrading it. I just need to get some deeds on it. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> I mean, if there's, any, if there's anything that, that I would say would be more deed worthy, would be this right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the question before we go to any dice and figure out, you know, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, what's Ulfkill's intent with this, like, uh, attack? <laughs> he sees a giant spider. He wants to light her up. I mean, he wants to get her on fire and kill her. <laughs> all right. So, so, so killing, killing the spider is, is your intent. All right. Yes. Um, hmm. with fire. You know, I think the spider's really just barreling forward. So kind of to stop you. And I'm pivoting the uh, weapon around so I can get aimed right at her and cranking to crank like I never cranked before. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll make it a versus test. The spider mother is going to be make a, I guess I'll use her speed. She's big and heavy, so she's not terribly speedy. Is this all happening like in the action where Fandral was uh, hesitating? So he's not going to be part of this? If I remember yeah. correctly, yeah. You had one action. You were you were hesitating for one action, right? Yeah. yeah. The only person who didn't freeze is, is the Spider Breaker of Maul. <laughs> it's, it's appropriate for some reason. <laughs> it's so appropriate. Um, okay, so the, uh, yeah, this is that action. And I, I guess... Fandral wouldn't really have maybe made any sense of, of, of like her outcry since he was busy staring at the beguiling webs or, you know, the, the horrifying web symbols. But yeah, we'll resolve this and then, you know, Fandral's back into action. And then I think after that, you started to like try to get everyone in to, to have them stop hesitating, right? Yeah. Because we resolved that. So, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess this is, uh, you know, Ulfkel's action actually happened while you were hesitating, like you said. A bit of like continuity shuffle, but I think we'll make it work. Uh, we, we shuffled bigger things than this. So, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a versus test. Uh, she's gonna use, uh, her speed, which is gonna be five. It's speed versus speed is what you're saying. Well, um, you're still gonna operate the machinery. Uh, if she beats you, she's gonna, she's gonna get there first. You're not, you're not gonna have a, a good bead on her, right? It's, it's not gonna be. Oh, so this is, this is to determine who goes first. Well, then. not, not necessarily who goes first, just that she's moving forward. So if she uh, does really well, you, maybe you'll like singe some hair, but you won't actually tag her very, 
badly. And if, if you get tons of successes, you know, she's going to be caught in the middle of the, the burst or the, the blast. The reason I'm asking is that, so in this case, I'm, I should really be, if I'm going to spend a deed, spend it here. So that it represents my adrenaline kicking and going, no, you don't swivel. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you want, you're using perception, you said? No, I'm using will. Will. Okay. Okay. And that's B6. Yep. Whatever successes I managed to get are doubled for your obstacle for you to overcome. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll roll first, even though, you know, it's it's the same. Uh, actually, you should decide. decide if you want to spend something first. You know, let's not forget that part. <laughs> so which so which one am I using? Am I using speed or my uh, you're, use, you're using war engines, war engineer. War engines. Well, yeah, I'm, I'll spend that deed. So that will basically double where I'm rolling then. Yeah. Or double result. Uh, double your dice. Double your dice. Ah. So or you can hold on to it and you can re-roll all traitors. Uh, I think I'd rather go for a shitload of dice. Twelve dice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only thing you want to spend? You can spend up to three persona as well. How much persona do I got? I got five. You can tap your greed. Oh, yeah. you're. Uh, these are the breweries. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely I'll tap my greed. So that's one persona. So, and up to however... Do you have B4? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I got B5 greed. I actually went up. So well, you, you can tap dice. up to five of those for one persona. I'll do all five. I'll do all five. So that's 17. Okay, that is a, remember Jesus. to mark a difficult greed test. <laughs> <laughs> so you're rolling 17 dice, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so re- let's roll off two successes for the spider, which is double to four. Seven successes. Marvelous. Okay. And one six. If I spend a f- being bigger is better, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. In this case, the more success- successes you get, the the worse you're going to hurt her. Spend a fate. Now, nah. ah, okay. So, so I basically gave her three three successes. Yeah. Okay. You exceeded the obstacle, so I'm going to give give you a plus one to the die of fate to determine how much damage you do with the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is a slightly slightly more effective version of uh, like a fire bomb. I'm going to increase that uh, damage it's, a little. It's li- Liquid fire. Yes, that should stick stick nicely to the to her carapace. So, uh, roll me a d6 plus one for the for the die of fate. Two, two. two. All right, that's unfortunately the incidental category. It's still a b6 wound. Mm-hmm. Which oh. for this spider, let's get my notes. Congratulations. You scored a superficial wound. I uh, burned all the hair off her, off her, off her carapace. Pretty yeah. much. So she comes barreling toward you, you know, shrieking, no! And, and, you know, you, you scream your battle cry or whatever and, um, let Forbear! <laughs> Die! Right? It blooms out across her and she, by some movement of her body, she doesn't end up in the middle of the blast, but sort of to the side. So you, uh, scorch kind of the side of her like big huge hairy back thorax and and a bit of the like the face as it comes past and like the tops of her her slightly shorter like spider legs and you can see all these like crawling tiny almost like baby spiders crawling all all over her and you tag a few of those and they like fall down burning and um little screams (laughs) well you don't really hear them if flint were here he would hear a lot of horrible things all the time. Well, the screen. Actually, Thankfully, it's not he's not. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually the, since they're shelled creatures that are on fire, more like the sound of steam escaping from their carapaces. Yeah, something like that. I mean, uh, you know, they're completely immolated by the by the blast. So, like, they're falling off, and like you said, there's hair being singed off. There are like patches where the fluid is sticking to the para- carapace and just you know burning. But it's not. It's not 
horrible, horrible injury, even though, like, I think you tagged, I think you burned one of her eyes pretty badly. Smell that! That smells like bacon! It smells like victory! <laughs> I don't know, have you ever have you ever actually burned spiders? It doesn't quite smell like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what the liquid fire is based off of, mostly bacon grease. Bacon grease. That's why we have to keep it liquid, otherwise it just congeal inside. <laughs> now I have new images of the dwarves trudging <laughs> through the various caverns with, with like a whole herd of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so while that's happening, Fenler comes to, starts to get, try to get everyone uh, in shape. You know, it's not going so well. He's slapping uh, the, the paralyzed um, roar across the face. And I think, I think it's time for axe to the face. Since we're in a in a weird little time shift, I think we're going to do one more thing with Overkill, and then we're like back to linear time or whatever we want to call it. We're so, in game time now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This weird notion of actions and yeah stuff. See Overkill now in a, tr- a black trench coat, leaning backwards, is spirally shooting past him. <laughs> <laughs> A spice for the carapace shoot out. <laughs> well, I th- I, she's like just barreling forward, and she her her intent is just to knock over your like wagon with your your war machine. Oh, that probably explode. <laughs> <laughs> it might. Mm. That's gonna happen. Uh, what, what are you gonna do about that? If anything, like you could jump. If off. I I see her coming, you know, I, yeah. I, I do got my hammer handy. I stop cranking. I, I step back, jump up and on top of the machine, run. I'm going to leap on top of her head with my hammer ready to do just to hammer her with my hammer. You might you might do that afterwards. But, but, but she's going to hit first. But for now, yeah, it's like uh, uh, you burned her. And now, you know, she's going to crash into the, the cart. Look down really quick and I see my two apprentices. Move, you fools! I'm going to use my, my learning skill command just to make them move. Seems appropriate. This is delightful. This is a very good idea. Yeah. Phenomenally hey. good idea. <laughs> yeah. So is this a routine command or is this a difficult command? They were hesitating for three actions, I believe. So the obstacle is three, which is double to six when it's a learning skill, right? They've already hesitated for an action. Uh, so let's make that two. It'll be a four. A four. So it's it's going to count as, uh, you know, advancing command. Yay! One more and I actually, I'll have command, at, I'll have command at, uh, at B3. So I got be a four. Yeah. Uh, just one roll for both of them? Uh, yes, yes. And I think I will burn a persona to get an extra die in that up to seven dice. Of course, uh, if you fail, they're not going to be able to move before yeah. the cart turns over and falls on top of them. Uh, let's make that two persona. <laughs> so, yep, up, to, up to eight dice. All right. So, yeah. So I got to beat a four with eight dice. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you have a few. You have two sixes as well. Yep. You don't really need them. You have the obstacle. Actually, you do. I think you do. That's that's right. You do yeah. need to open them because successes above the obstacle for command is what uh, reduces hesitation. So um, you're not Ooh. out of the woods yet, or they are two not more? out of the woods. Uh, two more, and I get another six. So that one goes. So that'd be two. Oh, keep rolling for fun, mostly because right. yeah, you you just did it. And it's a six, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think not only do you get Murtaugh and Ethelbald to like snap out of it uh, and like leap out of the way uh, like crazy people, a few of the it, the axe bears nearby and and like two or three of the the human warriors uh, snap out of it as well. 
and uh, go, you know, hurling themselves away. Of course, since you didn't elect to like defend the the wagon or like jump off or anything, it's now being um, turned over. Yes. Why don't you give me a give me an ob three topsy speed test to not like hurt yourself or or like end up underneath or it or something. Stay on top of it or something like that. Yeah. Stay on top of it. It's not the barrel that you can run across. <laughs> like when it falls over, you're either going to fall off it, like jump off it and not be underneath it, or it's going to pin you, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be 4d6 versus a t- 3? Yes. I got 2% left. I'm not going to spend them. So this may be bad for me. One success. No sixes. no sixes. So I get tumbling. I get tumbled under and they get run over by my own cart. Yeah, you're pinned. <laughs> you're not hurt. You're armored. Ah. But you're now stuck underneath the war machine. And you can see, like, the first of all, the fire and all the coals that's underneath warming up the liquid. Mm-hmm. It's dashed across Scattered. the floor. And, and yeah. And you can see, like, of course, it like was not designed to be upside movie, down. Like in every bad action movie, the tank's beginning to like uh, spill, and it's spilling on top of the hot coals, and you can see this sort of fire springing up all around you—not yeah. all around you, but to one side of you. Oh, no, make it nice. The coals are scattered. They leave land. They land in the far away, and then the the relief valve. Now it wasn't designed to be operate upside down. So the relief valve's dumping the fluid and oh, slowly yeah. moving toward the coals. Oh, nice. Oh, then <laughs> the nearest coals, right? They take fire because we have to have the the, the tension element, right? Uh, luckily, you've it, been it, hoisted by your own batard. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be cruel to like cut away and not have Fandral be able to do something. So, um, <laughs> so let's, let's go to Fandral. Like, okay. So, so I mean, you, you're, you're done slapping everyone and, and most of them are like still stunned. Uh, Ulfkill's making a mess in, in the van. And I mean, you see all that. So I know that the machine's going to blow up. I think you can see right, right away that it's, it's falling over and the, and the liquid is just pouring out all over the coals. Or near the coals, and a few of them are like going, Phoosh! and and you see Ulfkel being trapped underneath the uh, like wagon, pinned, I should say, with the big spider all over him. Oh, uh, the big spider is turning toward the uh, your serried men and the um, the humans who are still uh, hesitating, uh, preparing to like leap into them. So I guess essentially this is like that moment in the Telltale game where you have like, do you press right or do you press re- left? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Who do you want to save? <laughs> I know Ulfkel can break a spider, so he can get himself out from underneath this thing. Oh, you beautiful creature! <laughs> yeah. There, there are some, there are some axe bearers who are who are unshaken from around me, so I might. Oh, that's true. Command that's them. true. Maybe Fandor like shouts a command for them to help as he leaps toward the spider or something. Yeah, help with the machine, and goes lifting his axe over his head, charging at the giant spider. <laughs> All right, and of course. As you're like leaping forward, all the like flame from everywhere is reflecting in your dwarven mail and like these shining rainbow patterns and your like your your fluffed dwerger beard is blowing behind you. Like very cinematic. What do you want to do, I guess? This the spider is attempting to start to trample or, or, or beat or or eat your man and the humans. I'm thinking axe to the face. Alright. is your intent to like dissuade it or uh, get it away from the, the men or to take off its face. To take off its face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that, do you mean to slay it, or do you mean to take away its sight? 
I would be looking to do grievous injury intending towards the death of it, yes. All right, okay, you intend to kill it, okay. First goal is its eyes and its bitey bits are all up there at the front, and so that's where I'm attacking. So since Ari isn't here, we can we can mention lots and lots of face parts. Yeah. Yeah, so it has like these smaller, almost like T-Rex arms, you know, with, with, with its four uh, mandibles on. And then it has like mandibles behind those, so we can like reach out with the... The outer, you know, mandibles to like swipe at people. Once th- those grab people, the inner mandibles, you know, come down and, you know, you can see that they're sort of dripping with venom. All right. So, so as you're like leaping for it, you can see all these like details, like the fact that it's still like burning on the side and there are, there are all these like s- tiny spiders falling off it or crawling all over it. And it's like great eyes are like wide and like big, big evil rubies. I guess you uh, well, well, we gotta glisten in the fire just the same way as the male glistened. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so we, we, we have a male dwarf leaping for a Volkswagen beetle sized crazy spider thing. <laughs> guess we'll do a bloody versus. Okay. Let's look at that. It worked well for me. <laughs> I imagine Mother is not quite on fire, but still smoldering and, and, and just giving off black and evil fumes. The, uh, like the, patch, curling the and- patches where there's still liquid on her that's burning are still burning, right? But she's, yes, she's, she's smoking and, you know, there's that one eye that is all but ruined. So yeah, it's, it's a sight. That one eye, is that like a minus to the spider or is that an advantage to Fandral? Functionally, uh, she took a superficial wound, so she's had an okay. extra obstacle. Okay. Okay. So, like in in a bloody versus test, any anything Fandral, any successes Fandral generates, uh, we add one to that. So let's rack up our our bonuses and stuff. She has longer weapons. She's certainly armored, as you will come to discover. So you get one die for having a good weapon against that. Oh, uh, let's never ever forget your balanced die that you get for your su- superior axe or whatever it is. It's your dwarven made axe. So that's two dice. The defense side, you have your four dice of armor. <laughs> so six extra dice. Uh, you don't have a shield, right? No. Princes don't need shields. Well, except for that oaken shield fellow, but we don't talk about him. Um, <laughs> That's what he has X-bearers for. They're his meat shields. Uh, (laughs) True. Other than that, I think you'll need to, like, consider forks, because I don't see anything else that you would have, like, an advantage in uh, from the list. Like, she has longer stride. I think you're pretty much equal in reflexes. She has longer weapons. What could you fork in? Strategy, because I have set up everything in our defensive, so she'd have to come through the array of uh, the boar spears and stuff to get in amongst us. Since your men are hesitating on that side, I'm inclined to say no, unless you use them to your advantage, like you you duck behind an axe bear or a human being when she swipes at you. Well, since I'm going to be talking and yelling, maybe she'll understand me. And I can use intimidation to make her hesitate. Okay, the, the, in that case, it's a different test. If you want to make her uh, her uh, hesitate before you leap in, we can do that first, and then we we if she does, she we can go to the the, the killing test. Otherwise, you could like fork it in and say that you are you know roaring and shouting and presenting as uh, as uh, you know horrifying an image of yourself as you possibly can. All right, yeah. In that case, you could also fork in uh, conspicuous because. I suppose you want her to focus on you and not your like yes. other dwarves. Yeah. So that's a good bit of that's that's like eight, nine extra dice on top of your axe. 
So she has longer weapons. That's one die. I don't. I don't think her mandibles are that sharp, so I'm not going to give her an advantage for that. She does, however, have quite an old carapace and a few other quirks that you will come to realize soon. So I'm giving her three dice for armor. So that's four extra, and she has longer stride. So that's five extra. And for forks, I guess I'll use dwarf wise. Uh, you're not in a cave precisely. You're you're in the middle of a chaos. I'm not going to use that. How much was much was up to like? We're, we're in the middle of a brewery. If that's an advantage to dwarves, if anything. <laughs> uh, morale bonus. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm going to refactor it because uh, I'm I'm not paying attention to myself. Uh, five, five extra. That's that's what I had. Okay, five. So she's going to roll eleven dice, and I guess her intent is to yeah incapacitate you. I guess she's she's going to she's going to want to capture you with her mandibles and maybe sink her her mandibles her dreeping mandibles into you. Ah, why not? I'll spend a persona. She has 12, um, and that's her last persona. I'm going to go 9 and 3. So 9 attack and 3 defense, because she's slow compared to you. Or, well, ungainly. Probably a good one to get the minor epiphany here. So... Uh, it's gonna be... Well, okay, I guess it's for the duration of the scene, then. So that's, uh, it's like 5 fate, 3 persona, and 1 deeds. Does that mean I wouldn't be able to do greed, then? I guess you might have a point. Since it's never, ever come up <laughs> in a game that I've played, so um, um, it may be that. So what you could do, then, is... Yeah, you, I don't think you could... But that's boring. So um, if you want to do an Aristea, let's let's do that, and then you can spend art on top of that. Of course, I want you to tap green, <laughs> <laughs> in, like shape shifting axe or whatever. Yeah. Or well, yeah, okay. Throw another persona and use a difficult greed to throw seven greed dice. Because as I'm charging, <laughs> it's, like, it's like you and all your children will be uh, burned out of my hold. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> You can't have a have a, a rival power in your hole. That's horrible. Anything else? I think that'll hopefully do it. Satisfied for now? Okay. So I got twenty one. She does not have a, a terrible a lot amount of like defense dice, like three and nine for attack. Yeah, she's really attacking me. <laughs> Fingers crossed, eh? <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> bit more exciting scene i hope like in the fiction at least <laughs> well see that that's where the bountiful imagination kicks in i'm seeing this all in slow motion oh, from yeah. multiple camera angles you know it's like i got my 3d glasses on dude <laughs> <laughs> in the in the background you see the dwarfs busy trying to lift the carpet up so, so Ufko can run out <laughs> it should be followed with a slow motion explosion behind the group of them as the, as the thing explodes or if you w- w- want to go more Lord of the Rings you know it's like so there's fire so there has to be soot and burning soot just yeah. wafting through the air just you know, add, adding to the, the gritty sootiness of it all so I will go uh, 14 defense and 7 attack. That will probably not yield a terribly terrible uh, like damage unless you succeed a lot. Yeah, I'm hoping the shade shifting will help me get some more successes. All right, so uh, I guess we'll do attack first. Well, you're you're going to do her attack in my defense? Uh, yeah, we can do that. I guess I'll spend one of her two fate to 
open those sixes. Two, but no sixes, right? Okay, so seven, and you defend with eight. Eight. So no luck for the the spider mother. So let's let's do your attack and, and her defense then. No luck. Come on, it should be glistening mandibles. Cannot find purchase yes. on the scale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll spend fate to open the sixes. Oh, please do. Cool. Okay, so seven. Pays to shade shift sometimes. <laughs> and she had three. Two. Okay, so five, which should give you a pretty good. Is is your... Uh, I'm going to look at your axe. Let's add two, I think. Fandral's axe. Add two. Okay, so that means you you hit with a superb hit, I think. I think that's what it's called. The best hit. The best possible hit. Um, which means you strike with a B12, which is not a fun injury. Like I said, axe to the face. <laughs> yes. That is a light wound for this monstrosity. Yeah, well, and actually increase it one, right? Because she's uh, she was wounded before. Uh, no, uh, that was a, that was a super. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. Okay, unfortunately, that doesn't do anything for you. You still get the best possible hit that you can. Um, let, let's see about advancement. <laughs> so I think the most in the most uh, difficult one was actually I think they're both routine, right? Because you had uh, fourteen dice versus. Seven successes. Well, but I got a bunch. I got seven Arthur dice. Oh, right, you too. were right. Of course, yes. Where where does that put you? So she had uh, seven. So it's seven versus seven. I think we did that last time as well. You you pick one pool to have all your Arthur in. Right. So yeah, seven versus seven. I guess yeah. Yeah, and the forks count. So uh, that should be a difficult X test in that case. Yeah, I think I already have all the difficulties I need. Out of figures. <laughs> so close. All right, so let's go into camera mode, <laughs> fiction mode, to resolve this. Charging, leaping over there, axe in both hands over his head. I'll burn you and all your children out of my hold and gashing it in the head, hopefully. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You you did a, uh, like, light wound. I think you probably rend an eye or two and, um, yeah, sink it into into the face. You know, she's maneuvering to try to get her, um, whatever it's, whatever they're called, the little, like, T-Rex arms with the, the fangs on, try to grip you with him. But, but uh, like Todd says, the links on your mail are too diminutive for her to get any purchase. So they sort of, like, rasp across it or slide off. You get, like, a loop of viscous spider venom jetting across your shoulder as you're sort of shifting to hew at her face again, right? And it's sort of, it's drooping down on the side of your armor, but it's not doing much or of anything. So yeah, it's like this, this close, unpleasant, like battle stuff. Okay. You haven't killed her, but you certainly have like the upper hand. I, I think you just, you just continue to beat and slash and hack at her until she stops attacking you. And she's just sort of curling up in a, in a sort of, you know, spider ball as all these minor spiders sort of are, are escaping her. Stepping on those. And, you know, scurrying away out into the, the nets that aren't burning yet. And yeah, yes. that's pretty much where, where, where we are. I mean, she, she doesn't, it seems like she doesn't even dare to, to move anywhere because she's afraid that you're, you're going to like hit more of her eyes or chop her in twain. She's not terribly badly injured, but. It's clear that you pushed her into a uh, like a mental retreat. She's not going anywhere, and she's just, just now you get that sensation, where it's like almost like being being hit with a, a tidal wave of both sort of psychic and pure voice power, right? Where she's going, "Stop! No, I yield." 
think of the children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. That's why I'm not stopping. <laughs> but do we want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, let, let's let's cut away for now, since uh, as as people are like heaving at the groaning war machine over at the sp- the sputtering war machine over in the other corner. Right. We we cut to um the stone hewers hall where all the like sorcerous fire is 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 blazing all over the place. Uh, Flint is is embroiled in this sort of you you you're, you're gripping and uh, by turn uh, are gripped by Scully or or the spirit who is possessing Scully and and uh, he's screaming at you with a, this sort of twosome uh, quality in the voice like uh, there's an undercurrent of of the like enraged spirit and there's this over fairly faint sort of familiar Scully voice in it as well screaming die in that moment where we left you I guess. So that's where we are. Ah, okay, yeah. What's, what's Flint doing? <laughs> well, after he's done screaming. <laughs> oh, oh, he's not done. Like he he continues. If you're not doing anything in particular to like stop him, or he's well, gonna, like continue. I am. Since my axe is in hand, I'm gonna heft it over over my head. I imagine with my right hand and with my left, clench his shirt. And say, Scully, snap out of it, or I'll take your head. Are you sure that's how he would do it? Because you're in, like, remember if, from last time, like you just like went over to him and turned him over because you thought he was he was having yeah, an episode of some kind. You were you were a bit like paranoid, right? Yeah. And then he, then we're go we've we've gone to like him grabbing you, and in that moment of him grabbing you, uh, and you realizing that okay, oh shit, spirit. And then yeah. all the flames came, uh, like, bursting up. What I want to do is intimidate Scully and or the spirit to back down. That's that's cool. Did did we do steel last time? Yeah, I thought I ended up screaming for a round. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you spend the round, like, ah! And then you, like, okay, get, get your um, <laughs> nerves in check and you do that sort yeah. of um, intimidation. Right. We'll we'll throw in a little rationale with intimidation. Spirit in, in this evil face to face thing. He says, "Like I can talk to the Etharc. I can talk to you. Cease this burning." <laughs> All right. It, it's not going to work though. We, we don't know. Try. We don't know. You try. have intimidation at least, so um, <laughs> that's good. See if you can get it to hesitate. Uh, I've, I've got a B4 for intimidation, and mm-hmm. I really need to look to see what do I have for persona. I need to open the sheet, character sheets. Oh, I can. I, I should well, be able to er- erase Lord Rom. It's not relevant anymore. Uh, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> but, I am uh, the you, dead spirit of Lord Rom. <laughs> well, then he would have completely different uh, like stats. So not sure what what the steel of the spirit is, but I I, I got four dice for intimidate. I've got a really big shiny axe. I'm probably going to throw in a couple of perception and. Scully knows, at least, that I have a reputation for cutting people's heads off. You also have a reputation for looking out for your fellow dwarves, right? But I, but, but I also have uh, aggressive. Yes, yes, yes. You do, and you are playing it. So, so yeah, that's that's great. You just get the thing to not burn us to death. Remember, remember, if you play it in a way that gets you in trouble, Arta. (laughs) I'm. Not fleeing, and I'm not rescuing people. <laughs> I so, bang his head into the stone wall, going, "Release him!" <laughs> <laughs> so, 
that. Let's let's do this uh, intimidation. Uh, you have your your dice, and I think the obstacle is four. Ooh, well, I'm currently at seven, and uh, I think well, I think I'm at seven. Uh, you forked something in. Uh, I, clearly, I wasn't because I'm the GM. Uh, ah, well, I was thinking four for intimidate, okay. uh, two for persona, all right, and and one maybe blink blink smile for. Uh, my reputation as the axe man of the prince. Spirit doesn't know that, though. But, but Spirit does see the big axe over its head. Scully is in there, too, so uh, yeah. you may have a point. Um, I'm looking at your skill see, to see if you have anything else. Not really. You have the shortest skill list of everyone. <laughs> like, well, it's armor, axe, shield, uh, field dressing, command! <laughs> does, would command, uh, fork into that? Well, you Commanding started Scully, but then you started addressing the spirit, right? Yeah. And the spirit yeah. doesn't really owe you anything. Axe? I, I, I know how to twirl the axe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that counts, but I'll give you a bonus for your having a reputation that, that Scully would know that she would be able to tap into. Um, yep, yep, seven die then. All right. Versus a target of four. Yeah, it doesn't bode well. No, 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 not at all. Not for me. So extra successes over the obstacle, if you get like more than, than four, those will add to the hesitation uh, of this individual, This these two individuals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, so that might be interesting. Getting four will be the tricky part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> o- over is pure gravy. <laughs> Uh, if you don't, if you don't succeed, you're gonna get into a sort of a, a wrestling brawl. Not the beard, not the beard. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll make that their roll then. Oh, let's see. I got one, two, three, and no sixes. Nope, missed by one. <laughs> That's going to be on my damn tombstone. <laughs> You know, you, you let out all that, uh, vitriol and all that, and it's only making things worse. You, you, there's almost like a flaring in, of sorcerer's fire in, in Scully's eyes, and he and she belts out, Lying Gotterdam! I'll have your head for what you did to me! And, you know, she, like, reaches up for your axe and starts, or, well, Scully reaches up for your axe and starts to wrench you, uh, in a, in a bid to, uh, gain control of it and, like, to be able to Ask you, right? Oh wow! I didn't know it was personal. <laughs> Great. If, well. if we if we roll back a few episodes, Ulfkill might have suspected. <laughs> well, we got Maybe. confirmation. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? We are doing. We are doing wrestling. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. That's what we are doing. High stakes wrestling. <laughs> yes, so it's a power test to uh, see if you can like hold on to the axe or if if uh, Scully like rips it from. From your hand. I almost said rips, rips it from your face. I'm not, I'm like, <laughs> that, that would be the beard. We <laughs> yeah. said, no, not the beard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Scully's power is five. Yes, but he is also injured. Yeah? Huh? 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 But the spirit isn't and doesn't care. Oh, poor Scully. He's being ripped apart. All the stitches are, and all the like ointment stuff that he's, uh, all his burns are being chafed against his clothing, and and yeah, as, she, as she's wrenching him around, essentially, he's probably leaving 
horrible, darkly, not smears, but like stains on the floor in your like wrestling, where his like burnt away skin is chafing against the stone. In a wrestling match like this, is there any benefit for my being on top in armor with a uh, axe that I can smack the uh, haft into uh, Scully's face? Would that offer any advantage? I'll give you a die for being on top. Yeah, Yay. absolutely. All right, well, five versus six, that seems fair. Ha ha, he he ho. All right, well, we'll see. I, I could roll no successes, I could roll five successes. So, uh, any Arta, or can we... I'm going to skip the Arta on that, because I'm down to two Persona, and I All right. like, want to keep those. Man, so. you're, you're, you're almost, well, the Prince has a few Arta left, luckily. But, yeah, the rest of you... We'll have to work on like maybe maybe four, four someone keeps getting me in peril. <laughs> you don't have to spend them. <laughs> you could just die instead. <laughs> okay, take, take horrible. I, I need to do something about traitors here because I've got a stupid amount of ones and twos. Okay, you have one success, right? Yes. Scully presently has two. I don't think you have a colon trait for axe, do you? Or, uh, egos, we're doing a power test, of course you don't have anything like that. No, I think the only way for you to, like, fix this would be to spend the deeds to uh, re-roll your traitors. Yeah, no deeds for that, so, uh, that's my axe! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, going from being on top and being all, having the advantage, suddenly you're wrenched to the floor by, by this ravaged spirit possessed Scully, who rips your axe from your hand, and suddenly your your like positions are reversed. He raises the axe, and you can see the, the sort of blood-mad gleam. This like It's almost like there's an overlay of this, this elfin face over his features in that moment, uh, where he's like raising the axe, and you can see just utter hatred and satisfaction of like having you beneath ready to be bearded. And in that moment, you can hear a shout over from from uh, the corner where Stonebones was sleeping before all this happened. Uh, and that's where we're going to cut your scene for now. Oh, we're not going to uh, go to the, to the deuces machina of, of uh, Bruno picking up her arvalus and picking him in the head? That might still happen, but... Uh, With my luck, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be the one that will be catching the bolt. So. <laughs> God, man, the dice roller hates me. There's there's so much fire in here. I, sh- I should roll a die of fate to see who Bruna hits. Yes, yes, good. <laughs> All right, so uh, back at the breweries, Oathkill is under the uh, pinned under the yeah. war machine, the yeah. war engine, and yeah, it had- I, I probably I probably pinned the the worst possible way, which is I'm pinned on my side, so I can't actually do anything like a push up or push away. I'm on my side, so I really don't have the leverage to push myself out. I- I'd say you have some, because I'm going to have you test power. Okay. All right. All right. It's, it's, it's on my back, then. How's that? Yeah. All right. It's so just, I'm going so to do a push-up. heavy. You made it so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cast iron pot there. Adding the cast of iron dragon heavy. head. Is- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. We're going we're gonna to do a power test. Uh, it's going to be like an ob ob four to lift this off you. All right. Uh, in time to, like, get your way before the whole it thing catches fire. Catches fire, yes. Goes. And you're gonna have two extra dice from, from the dwarves helping. The humans aren't even, the humans don't care. They're actually rushing off to, like, Fandral's side to, to help him hack at the, um, big huge spider. What? They're not staying by the firebringer? Nope. Oh, well. <laughs> nope. 
So it gives me a six. I'll spend a, I'll spend one persona, leaving one for that just in case I catch fire and have All to right. stay, stay alive. So I'll give me up to seven dice versus four. Okay. Three. Up, I got a six. I'll spend that fate. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, like, like, um, like Murtaugh comes running and braces There's up against the, the wagon on one side and, and, uh, Aethelbald does the other side. You know, you, you begin to heave and, and, and one of the axe bears comes rushing in to sort of push on Murtaugh to, to get him to, you know, have more leverage. You get just enough space that you can worm out from Scr- under it. Scramble out, get up, grab the, grab the people right next to you and run for it. And do we get the cinematic slow motion explosion behind them? <laughs> 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 that's, that's probably what Ulfil goes. Run, run, you idiot! <laughs> well, you, see, you get it upright and shove it away so it rolls into the nest. <laughs> uh, I doubt we get that. They get that far up. Just enough for me to get out. Comes back down. When it comes back down, it breaks a pipe, and then that's when we the big fireball behind yeah. us. But there's shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, bits of wagon and metal are flying everywhere and like stunning of, a few of uh like the humans and axe bears while bits of wagon are flying getting getting tangled in webs uh it's like he stumbles in his in his flight and because he stumbled this big like undercarriage beam goes flying like where his head just were so yeah, it's uh, it's a, a complete and utter mess. We make it to a wall. You lean up against it, breathing hard, and I look over and say, "I think I know what, what went wrong with the machine." <laughs> you Next think will be better. <laughs> it rolled over onto its damn side. <laughs> I need a, a wider close, wheelbase. Should have made a close tank like like Murtaugh said. <laughs> <laughs> I look at Merc Talk. There was no yeah, time right. for that. <laughs> I reach over and I give them both a hug. Yeah, done good, lads. And <laughs> like we all look all, up and say, you're all, you're all like sooty and sweaty and, you know, panting. Some of you have webs, bits of web on you. <laughs> Gods, I need a beer. <laughs> <laughs> So for the most part, uh, now that the other dwarves and and uh, and humans are sort of snapping out of their their spell, so to speak, they they kind of did that before since it took a while for Fan mm-hmm. beat the mm-hmm. spider into submission. Uh, meanwhile, a lot of the webs are just keep they just keep burning, and uh, you know it's like when you have a thin strip, thin bit of cloth, and you set fire to it to the underside, and just the flames just eat up the the cloth slowly. That's what's like going on in the webs, and all the like intricate symbols and shapes and tunnels and, and orbs that have been shaped out of like webs. It's almost like an artwork you realize in post <laughs> as it's just been eaten up by all the fire. If there was any kind of spider offensive as part of mother's uh, attack, it's no longer happening. Like the spiders are scurrying away. And you realize Fandel, when you're like, you know, you, you really heave to and, you know, decide to heal this thing in twain. You realize that while you can make superficial injuries, you can give her injuries until she like is essentially senseless. But it, the carapace is too tough for your That's axe. Why I'm calling for the fire. <laughs> More fire bombs, I guess. Yeah. Give me a. Oh, let's do a dire fate. See how how much fire you have left because you used a bit, a good bit. 
We've got a lot, a lot available. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you want to stick like bits of debris in a in a fire and you know stick it at her, that's we can take the boar spears, use those to push her into a, a fire. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I suppose there's you can a do big that. one right behind. There's a big one right behind her, <laughs> <laughs> where the wagon used to be. You can round up enough people to like do that. You, I think you set fire to some in the inside of a building. Essentially, it's still burning in there. So I suppose you could like you, you grab a bunch of people and and uh, you know they help push the spider into the. Essentially, becomes like a little a, a, an oversized oven. By that time, the like inside of this place is so filled with smoke you can barely see the hand in front of you because it's covered still with webbing. So you know people are starting to cough and falter in their steps. Ethelbald and Murtaugh are like going, Ulfka, we have to <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I reach up and grab one, grab one by the beard and pull him down to the ground, grab the other, grab the other and pull him down. Say, you keep low in the smoke, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> We're dwarves. We're born low. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what Ethelbald says in reply. <laughs> Crawl! <laughs> If I see someone, I, I say, get down low, crawl! All right, you, you get out of here! Yeah, okay, you see a couple of, like, like, the humans, like, coughing, half coughing up a lung, like, collapsing. They collapse, I pull them down, say, fool, come with us, crawl! The, the, the dwarves are, like, uh, you know, hauling ass out of there, waiting for the flame to, like, eat up as much as possible of the uh, the and webbing. The poor, poor, and the poor mother spider, like the like the Guanji in the Valley of Guanji, is burning to death in the building. You've lost, like, half... Like, there are maybe 20 of, of, like, the human warriors left. Tarsomon is hurt and a little, like, he seems, like, delirious. Like, uh, like he got a bite in the leg and seems a bit out of it. His mouth is frothing a bit and he's, like, his eyes are rolling, but he's kind of half stumbling, half crawling out, out of, out of the breweries. And none of the others, like, he's their leader. None of the others care. They just walk past him. I wouldn't say they're ranked up like the dwarves would do, but it's like the nearest human equivalent to like dwarven linked discipline thing. It's um, called a mob. Well, it's not quite like, oh, we're just standing around here and shoving each other. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's more military. They line up in a military fashion, but not quite in a straight lined super military fashion. Somewhere in between. You managed to get most of, uh, yeah, the, the, the spiders and the webs out of the breweries. Congratulations. As we cut back to um, the horror in the hall, horror in the rock cutters hall, rock hewers hall. There we go. This is a bad situation. This is a bad situation. Uh, an axe is hurtling for your face. I guess the safest place would be closer. <laughs> Using my innate skill with an axe, I know its limitations as well as its strengths. I will get in close and uh, I guess headbutt scully or something. <laughs> I guess this would be... You don't have brawling, do you? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you don't. So it's beginner's luck brawling in that case. Why, why, why? I should learn these things. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's beginner's luck, that means I can't fork in any skills. You cannot. Well, I guess this is where I spend those other two persona to keep from getting my head cut off. <laughs> Save one just so just, it's the only way to keep, you from, keep your character from dying. Yeah, that's is. a good idea. Uh, well, I don't well, think he'll he'll manage to like uh, rack up five successes, but stranger things have happened. For me, it's almost inevitable. But <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll go with one persona. Sprawling is based on uh, power. Power is five. Oh, axe four. 
brawling four, so I guess I'll fork in that. It's a really good axe. <laughs> it is. That's right. I almost forgot that it's a it's a one D extra axe. So you're up against against six six dice. This is Scully's uh, Scully's roll three and no sixes. So I need to get six successes. No. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But it counts have- toward it counts toward opening the skill. It's a routine. I, I've had almost all failures. Why can't I have almost all successes, right? True. Because the dice hate me. But you have one six. You you can roll five sixes. No, but I, I do have a total of three that might mitigate the six against me. Uh, it does. It does indeed. Does he get a shave in one side of his face? Which is a mark hit. Here's a question for Flint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was Flint wearing his helmet when he went to see Bruno? He was still in full armor, so I'm going to say Did he yes. do his research in his helmet, <laughs> with his helmet on? <laughs> or did he put his helmet on when, uh, subconsciously when he walked over to Scully? If you had, if you had a, an instinct that said, always put my armor on before danger, yeah, totally. But you don't have an instinct like that, so... Uh, 50-50, roll a die? What's worse that can happen? All right, let's let's do a die of fate. Let, let's be generous. If it's a one and two, you have it on. Three to six, you don't. Fair enough. And this is where you roll high. <laughs> of course. Do I roll or you roll? Uh, you roll. Oh, so it's my fate. Great. Survey says six, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice roller. I officially hate you. <laughs> so you can spend fate and make it even worse? <laughs> <laughs> also forgot your pants. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just creepy. So I let's was see. at the loo when this all happened, <laughs> of course. Flint, what is a B8 on your physical tolerances scale? A B8 is a midi wound for you. Oh, so sad. Uh, uh, for me? Yes. Ow. So that's a medium wound. That's not cool. Uh, and that means... <laughs> you are flint in one ear. Well, <laughs> if, we wanted, if we want to describe it that way and you think it's cool, yeah. The axe is coming down and it's, it's causing a type of wound that is uh, a debilitating injury but not life-threatening. Uh, it's extremely painful. So yeah, it's quite possible that it comes flying down for you and the intent was to like split your head open. But it like glances off your forehead down your face, and maybe it does like shear one of your ears off. Can we just go with a a nice gash across, but not into the eye, going from the forehead down to the cheek? Because I think that would be kind of cool. Check sting scars. Sure, I can roll down that way. It's, it's still gonna uh, take half your ear off. Well, maybe stone bones can put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get you a tin one. Nice and shiny. So it's a deep, really unpleasant looking, horrible gash uh, that goes from, from, you know, your forehead down over your eye, maybe over your, um, just down across your, your uh, cheekbone or over it, I guess, and then down across your ear. Yeah. Cuts off your earlobe. No earrings for me. <laughs> Let's see how you, how you deal with this wound. Ask Stone Bones for some help. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you suffer like an injury that takes away a die or more, and this is a minus two die, you have to make a steel test. And the severity of the wound is subtracted from your steel. So you have to roll steel minus two at present. Okay, and that's versus my hesitation? Yes. This bad day for Flint. 
bad day. <laughs> Just saying. I think you may want to hold on to your persona. You could spend persona to like uh, automatically succeed, I believe. Yeah, but rolling four die versus a target of six isn't going to be it's, helpful. It's uh, open-ended by default, right? So any sixes are automatically opened. And if sure, you, you, you can choose one traitor to re-roll if you spend a fate. We'll give that a shot then. Four D six. Two. I, I I am in love with one. Got two, <laughs> but you got two of them. So keep rolling. Okay. I need. This is not total of three successes right. versus a target of six. So uh, well, remember, you didn't you raise your uh, your will? Your will is a five. That means that your hesitation is now down to five instead. It's been a oh. fate to re-roll a traitor. Oh, you can do that too, yes, if you want to. Right now uh, you're hesitating I, for two actions. If you yeah, want. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to do that. Okay, cool. I, I have buckets of fate. <laughs> That's true. But it's a three. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yes, this was a challenging steel test. Four versus six? Yes, uh, five, five. But it's still challenging because it's over the, the amount of dice you have. <sighs> Holy cats. Just not my day. <laughs> so, I guess we'll reach up, grab my bloody head, and scream. How's that sound for a hesitation? All right. That sounds like you're standing and drooling or something. Because <laughs> you can't really run uh, how about? <laughs> how about instead of standing and drooling, laying down and bleeding? Functionally the same. You can like yes. grab your head and go, ah! <laughs> Since you got a midi wound, it has to be treated before the conclusion of the session, or else the wound becomes a severe wound. Uh, I just happen to have a surgeon next to me. Yes. <laughs> Lucky you. But so the surgeon is not killed. <laughs> oh, hush. Right now, you are actually at a minus two to everything. Yeah. <laughs> minus two dice. So that's so that, that means in theory, I can roll negative successes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think your stats are all such that uh, you don't have a stat at two, right? So it doesn't like, knock you out or anything. It's just a really bad wound. If you get another midi wound, you're going to be incapacitated. Like you're going to be essentially crawling. Well, not crawling, but you're going to be, you know, moaning and not being able to do anything. Bleeding out, I believe, is an appropriate word. <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, Bruna's not a heavy sleeper. <laughs> Head wounds bleed like a stuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's blood all over the place. Uh, the possessed scully is sort of yanking the axe out of the my uh, face out of, <laughs> out, of well, out of the floor. Actually, it like hits right between some some very nicely you know put together blocks floor blocks. Uh, and he's sort of wrenching it loose and yanking it up for like a second uh, swipe across the room. We can see sort of Bruna stirring and like looking around her all all confused and, and horrified. Uh, you know, she sees you, as, uh, you know, struggling on the floor. Stonebones is rushing up from his um, place and, and hurrying over to like see what he can do. This is to where you tell me a, a dwarven doctors using their extreme skill of anatomy can do uh, surgical nerve strikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Vulcan pinch just knock out Scully. It's a dwarven nerve pinch. Paralyzed. It's a, it's, a, it's a staple of, of dwarven surgeons. <laughs> Paralyzing pugilism. <laughs> Hold still. It's use. It requires use of a hammer, though. <laughs> I'm sure the tools of his trade are nearby. Let's see what he has in case he can help. Now, you. now see, this is where you know that, that Hippocratic oath comes in. Do you protect the patient on top or the new patient on the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yes, I did mispronounce that word. <laughs> ah, whatever. Uh, no, that was intentional. <laughs> oh, sorry. Do you grab the cup of prosaic? Was it prosaic? Not prosaic. Prussic acid and toss it in the face of the. Uh, I, I mean, more burns on Scully. Who will notice? The chloroform. See, now that's why you're the prince. <laughs> yeah, except we don't have the closest thing we have. The chloroform is, is some extra strong nog. You never know what's in uh, Stone Bones's bag of tricks. I think he was herb wise. He might have something just for this. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, he's rushing over to treat you while you're being hacked apart. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I mean, some vapors or something to uh, still slowly. All of a sudden, his impromptu infirmary is on fire everywhere yeah. with sorcerous flame, and, and a big brawl is happening between two uh, two dwarves, one of which is his patient, and some of his patients are in danger of being burned alive <laughs> by this. Uh, no, it, no. But isn't this one patient also on fire with green sorcerer's flames? Uh, I don't think Scully is on fire. Or did I say that last time? No, just a post elf face. I was thinking last yeah. session, but I, I don't remember that. Maybe maybe there was a bit of faint halo or something of, of, of flame. Maybe at least in the, face, in the facial area. They use mm. this glowing ethereal flame or some of that. Ethereal. Certainly in his eyes. Not, not literally like his face is on fire, but... So I think Skull is like rushing over to uh, try to wrench uh, uh, stone bones. <laughs> stone bones <laughs> <laughs> rushing over in a mad bid to pull the maddened Scully off you. You know, running across and through all these fires, so the like the the tails of his long dwarf smock are are you know beginning to catch fire and like smoke. See if you can do a power test with sco- with, with stone bones. All these na- s names are driving me crazy. <laughs> Soon I'm I'm gonna be calling you Slint. Stone bones rushing over, uh, attempting to wrench Scully off you, so you can do a power test, and 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 uh, stone bones will help you. Unfortunately, I'm incapacitated because I'm bleeding all over. Well, you're not incapacitated. You are just well. Okay, you are hesitating for two. I guess that's true. He's screaming bloody murder and there's blood everywhere. Crap. All right. Sorry. Oh. It's just like stone bones. All, like I said, he needs to use Doc Fu on this guy. Right. So, uh, okay. So here, here's what happens. Stone bones is, is roaring as he's sort of rushing toward you. Scully is temporarily like, there's a moment where he's about to hack you again. And then, you know, he realizes that someone is coming. His head snaps to the side almost at an unnatural angle. It's like if it were stone bones, you'd be like, ooh. Or I mean, I mean, if it were just Scully, you'd be, ah, that's not right. Right. Uh, there's no crack or anything, but it's like, it's clearly sort of far, a little too far. It's like, ah. So there's a moment where, where, you know, instead of cleaving your head in twain, uh, he's, his attention is on stone bones. And I'm, I'm going to see if, if they can do their own little wrenching match. Do you want to roll for stone bones? Maybe or some. Oh, sure. This this, this is true. Well, if anybody else wants to jump in and, and roll and, and keep themselves amused, they they are more than welcome. Now, Stonebone's power is four, and he has an advantage of one die for having momentum. So five. For who likes to roll for him? And I'm going to test. Let's have the person who has the has the magic touch. Uh, Dirk, why don't you roll for Scully? <laughs> that's when he's going to roll all ones. You know that, right? Yeah, because that's happened before. <laughs> had no dice left. You forget all the all the sessions where he's had like 14 dice and rolled two successes. I didn't roll that great this time. I helped a little because I shade shifted. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. 
Actually, I'm the one with the, with the good touch today. Let me do the roll then. How's All that? Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, so how many dice does he get? Five dice. And I'm, I'm going to roll five dice as well. Three successes for Scully. And four. four. And two. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do, does he have any fate? All right. I'll spend his one fate. Because <laughs> right. this is important. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Slate might get a promotion. Do you mean stone bones? <laughs> no, Slate. Oh, Slate. Why would he get a promotion? Because oh, there might be a vacancy. I see, I see. Okay. So how many of six? Uh, we have uh, seven versus three. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's almost double. Okay, so you stop being completely debilitated by this horrifying axe wound that's just spurting blood down your face and all over your ruined ear, soaking your hair oh, yeah. on that side. When um, Stormbones crashes into uh, Scully and, you know, the axe goes flying into the flames, they're rolling away. Stormbones ends up on top of Scully and Scully is on his belly. And he's, for now, he has him pinned, but you can see Scully sort of reaching out one hand with his palm up because he's underneath. And you can see the, this like sorcerer's flame sprouting up from the middle of his palm and reach to his fingertips. And he's about to like smack Stonebones in the face with this immolated fist, right? Or, or palm, I should say. Or grip him. Burning palms. Yes. <laughs> for now, you're prone. What, what do you do? This is where I use my dwarven sorcery, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, it's called drunking. Sadly, there's no beer. Well, there's probably some cots nearby. You might be able to kick a cot into them. I guess improvised weapon time, since I'm not really keen on reaching into fire to get my axe. What equipment does Scully have with him before when he was a patient? Um, Did I, he have his I, axe? I think, I think right now all of his stuff is stuff that's with the other, like, what do you call them? Uh, scouts. So he doesn't, right? he doesn't sleep with his axe then. He does not, no, in fact. Yeah. Um, like, what's wrong with him? If, if, <laughs> roll a die of fate. Like, see if you roll a one. <laughs> Four. All of right. course not. So he might have had like a dagger or something, but, but there's nothing there. Uh, I guess then we just used a chamber pot on him. <laughs> More brawling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's what I've got. <laughs> All right. So, uh, w- w- what's your intent now that you, you know, you you grab the chamber pot and you you like leap for? Um... Well, hey, I could open up a new skill. I could try to throw it. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. Awesome. We'll throw the chamber pot and deflect, smack the the burning hand. <laughs> now you can either say I'm helping uh, Stonebone survive. <laughs> <laughs> or we can try to make an actual throwing roll and miserably <laughs> fail at that and maybe hit stone bones in the head with the pot. There is a tradition to, for that. I guess you want to use throwing. You want to throw the chamber pot, but the intent is to delay the attack or blunt the attack, or do you Absolutely. Want- I'm trying to either def- deflect or delay the, the attack and give stone bones an advantage to survive. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, so if you succeed, you're going to delay him long enough for, st- for Stonebones to get a pinning grip on on Scully, so he he can't actually do anything. If you fail, we've already done the whole uh, you hit the other dwarf instead thing. Uh, so, <laughs> Well, hey, uh, in chat it was brought up, is the chamber pot full or not? So I may be able to douse this burning spirit. <laughs> I think that's- Just saying. I think that's mostly flavor. <laughs> like if, if you think it's, it's fun, not a good it's- flavor either. <laughs> if you think it's fun that it, there's a little bit of sloshing in it, then, then great. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, uh, hey, we might have to just do the yo-yo thing where the spirit bounces between me and Stonebones. 
But uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, if you fail, the the P is gonna blind Stone Bones. Oh, you you are oh jeez crap. <laughs> uh, so uh, you're gonna give the advantage to the other dwarf instead. Okay, spirit dwarf spirit. Uh, in this case, two people rolling on the ground, not that far away. Easy target. Um, yeah, I'd say so. You're also kind of hurling it through fire. A lot of sorcerer's fires leaping all over the place. So, so you're saying my advantages are nullified. And you're sort of throwing it at two people who are rest- not quite wrestling. I think I said I said he was mostly pinned. So if, it, if if there were no fire, it would be obstacle one. But since there is, and it's all around you and sort of roaring and it's a distraction, it's a two. So okay. uh, you're going to need four successes to achieve what you want to achieve uh, with this beginner's luck throwing. Oh, no, wait. I actually have throwing as a skill. Oh, you do? Cool. I have... No idea why, but I do. So <laughs> I don't think I've ever used it, but hey, now is a good time as any, right? Awesome. So yeah, I have a B4 and throwing. I have no idea what that asterisk. I have no idea why. Don't don't ask me. I, I have looked and I have no idea why I put that there, so I'm <laughs> deleting that asterisk. And we'll, so this will be one routine? It, it'll be routine, and it's an ob two. So okay. You need two successes to, to achieve what you want to achieve. Odds are I should make one of these eventually. I should probably roll four instead of two dice. Finally, any advantage to uh, burning a fate on that six? Well, you're not really looking to harm Scully, I guess. Okay, um, so I successfully chamber and throw the pot. Yeah, and it you know it hits the hand, I guess. That's what you were aiming at. You rob him uh, of his intent there by by hurling the. Um, the chamber pot. You, you smack his hand, and sort of it goes. It goes past Stonebone's face instead. So he he grabs that arm and twists it back behind Scully's back and puts a knee on it. Oh, um, this guy actually has some skill. Well, you gave him the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like while he's doing this, he's like roaring, like stop, stop, ah! uh, or or just random, not just stop, but oh no, oh no, and and like he's completely in this panic state uh, that you've never seen him in before. Oh, and and and, and Scully under under him is like roaring expletives, stuff in what you guess is maybe Elvish. And it's Elvis weird. curse words. That, yeah. Weird musical but horrifying uh, duality to his like uh, expressions in that there are kind of two voices over each other. But he's pinned and he's not moving. I think the fire is like like slowly and, – and you can see across it like Br- Bruna's reached for her arbalest and she's sort of uh, in a panicky way sort of uh, – hands are shaking. She hasn't realized that she doesn't have a – she doesn't have a bolt in the arbalest. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even pulled back. She's just – Aiming it at the two of them. Right. God, I don't know if I if, if it will damp the flames or add to the fire. I, I was wondering if I should bring in the Ethark, but for all I know, ah, yes, Flint is torn. Do you want to think on a little? No, no, no. I will shout at the spirit. If you kill us, there's nothing we can do to put the Ethark to rest. You're addressing Scully, I guess, or the yes. spirit in Scully, yeah. Doubt that'll work. You know, the, the head, <laughs> his head whips around to you. She just, he, he, she just roars, you know, I recognize no Ethark. All I want is your blood, cursed Gotterdam. You have it already. I, I will wipe my face and fling blood at it. <laughs> <laughs> it splashes across uh, his face and beard. 
you know, if it's talking, it's not it, killing. It, 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 and, and Scully like does this sort of like almost gnashing at you and at the blood and, uh, you know, as it gets it in its face, right? As he gets it in his face. Um, That's disturbing. Yeah, it's very disturbing. It's like, <laughs> let's, let's cut to the other dwarves really quick uh, and, and leave you there. Because you are an evil person. But that, also, work. we're almost out of time. I didn't realize that. I think the scene is, uh, the breweries. Are uh, in flames. The worst of the fire. There. The worst of the fire is gone, but it's still smoking like loads, right? The sort of roofing of, of, uh, web, it's collapsed inward and fallen down. And, you know, all the surviving dwarves and all the, the humans are sort of, you've uh, retreated to a safe distance. The dwarves are looking over their injuries, which, since you did really well, it's mostly, you know, I fell over and hit my face because I was running out of a burning thing with smoke all over the place. The humans are really, you know, they don't really care about their hurt. They're, you know, they, they've just left them where they've fallen. I guess Torsamon is stretched out on his side. And there's like this pool of, of greenish vomit beside him, but he seems to be yeah. recovering. We'll offer aid if they'll accept it. If, if you offer aid to the humans standing around, they, they just shake their heads, you know, very grimly, like, like, you know, that's not their way. If you offer it to Torsomon, he, he's like just weakly putting up his hand as if to wave you away, but it's not very clear because he's still very foggy. He's sort of mumbling, no, no. Enhance of serpent, something like that. You're sort of, you know, watching as the fire is burning away the last of the, the webbing, essentially. And, and maybe there are a few is, is, spiders sort of crawling away into the deeps in the distance, sort of dragging half their bodies away. Yeah. And so, yeah, of course, Wolfgirl's looking at this going, the chimneys are plugged. <laughs> I think you and, and Aethelbald and, and Murtaugh are like, you're the ones who are standing around with tankards in your hands. So I'm looking if at, I found some beer. Yes. So I'm sitting there looking at this going, pointing up. Yeah, we're probably, it's probably like a small keg we brought along just. Of course, because you were going to win. It was obvious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> point point yeah, to where, you know, the smoke, smoke is piling up and saying, I, there should be a chimney right there. And there's, it's not. So it's probably plugged with spider webs or, or God knows what's in there. Aethelbald is like facing <laughs> his, uh, his tankard uh, to you and he's like, uh, thank the prince. Uh, I don't think we could have done this, uh, alone. I, I, let's all go thank the prince. I grab, oh, I, I, I grab the keg and bring it with me. My liege, uh, proffer the keg. Fandral will hold out his, uh, his tankard. And He's the uh, only uh, one who isn't like sooty <laughs> in this whole, in this whole group. Just a few hints to be dramatically. Oh, certain. yes, yes, of course. Sort of like, uh, uh, like the end of Mythbusters and Venkman is the only one who isn't covered in, in, in marsh, uh, marshmallow <laughs> that much. So you pour, you pour him a tankard. Yeah. Put a hand on Ufkel's shoulder and gesture to the burning, uh, breweries with the mug. All yours, Ufkel. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all need a little work. Gives your apprentices something to do. <laughs> oh, that, that is one experience. Here. Only yeah. one apprentice here, my lord. And I point to Murtog. This is one of my fellow brewers. I point to Athelbald. Are you waving him forward? He's a promising young dwarf with some more uh, years under his belt. He should put out some decent brews. Gives you a nod as if like he didn't expect that to ever be said of him by you. Hey, I'm changing my ways. Like you, you maybe you can even see a hint of like a tear in one of his eyes, which he like <laughs> blinks away and sort of. <laughs> 
it, it leaves a little soot, soot streak. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a, a, a mm-hmm. bit of a deference, like he bows his head to the prince, of course, since, since he's in the presence. Good work with that fire engine. Bits of it we could probably use to improve the pumping of ale, but, uh, you know, my lord, be a foul day that I make another um, engine like that again. Oh. <laughs> Don't say never. We may have use of something like that again. Well, I think I know I went where I went wrong. It needs a wider wheelbase. (laughs) (laughs) Top heavy. (laughs) And Ethel was like, I think we'll drink to that. (laughs) Do we fade out on that, or or is there anything else? Sure. Just just think about all the uh, skill rolls you can make to rebuild a a brewery almost from scratch. You've got walls. We have have walls. Luckily, a lot of it is stone, so... (laughs) Uh, and that one room you drove the, spy, the the mother in, welcome pie called the mother's milk, and that's what makes the stouts. <laughs> Have a yeah. tiny bit of spider venom in them for kick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that tingle on the tongue. <laughs> I, I, I just, just want to stop. We sort of stop. I look back. I got a name for the brewery: Spider's Bane. <laughs> <laughs> the coat of arms will be a spider with a big spike through it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a burning spider? Maybe a burning spider on a spike. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> a boar spear. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, no, no. Brewer's, brewer's paddle. Okay, let's not get too involved. <laughs> like, what is that? There's so many elements. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It's a burning spider on top of a boar spear with crossed brewer's paddles under it. <laughs> let's do Arta Awards, shall we? So, you certainly dealt with a spider infestation uh, quite readily, uh, O Prince. So, that is a persona point. Doing this certainly ensured that Flint was not eaten by, by the spiders there. So, that's a persona point. Hmm. Here's an interesting question. If I know things about certain characters that you don't, do I award beliefs that have things to touch upon. Hmm. Hmm. My mother of all hmm. spiders, I meant the one that was charging at us. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think I think the very last shot, like if this were like a show, we fade to black on, on you guys like having your drink, and then it, it fades into the breweries, and most of the fire is gone, and there's like smoke, and you can see, uh, you know, the camera's going toward the this like uh, almost oven like thing that you that you pushed the spider the big spider into and there are these large drag marks across the stone going off across the uh, the the plaza into the off into the smoke as the camera sort of lifts up toward the wall sort of upward over the wall of the sort of walled in brewery there's this big shape just barely, uh, not hovering, but but uh, tilting on top of the wall, and it falls down rather than crawls down onto the other side, right? It's like, whoop, falls from you, and then it's like, black screen. Chopped off all its legs. <laughs> you did not, in fact. <laughs> but you did deal it a horrendous amount of injuries, which it will not soon forget. I'm going to give you a fate. I feel cheated. I feel cheated. Yes. I know. You're going to get a fate for that. <laughs> the problem is, it's, it's mortal wound is gray. So you're going to need something. It's far older. It's older than fire. <laughs> I was using gray shaded axe skill against it. Yes, yes. That's what you should have. Or like if you can find um, uh, Gothar's hammer or something. Yeah, maybe you'll have to find, find a gray shaded axe or, or like commission one or something. All right. So two, two persona and one fate for your beliefs. 
I don't think talking in combat uh, got you in trouble. I don't think uh, expecting orders to be followed got you in trouble. Never trusting other races certainly played that, uh, i.e. the spiders. So that's that's that for that. Let's hop on over to Flint. I'd say you protected Bruna and Stonebones from the Burning Spirit. That's, that's a persona point for Flint. I'll give you a fate for aggressive, playing playing that trait. Hmm. Oh, I should have told. I should have had Bruna said run. <laughs> <laughs> then again, that wouldn't have gotten you into trouble. So, or like, help me out, and then you'd have to leave Stonebones or something. Ah, oh well. Still fun. Necessarily, you didn't get the chance to do anything else, but that's cool. You know, we'll get to that soon. So that's it for your beliefs and for Ulfkel. Congratulations, you are that much closer to opening the Scoriadi breweries by having eliminated the spider problem. Yay! So I can remove the, by dealing with the spider infestation off that. Yep. Yes, it's a persona point. And uh, you also yeah. get a persona point for making sure Murtaugh and Aethelbald are kept safe. Alright, I don't think any, you did, you really had any fate, uh, earning stuff for the others. Quite yet. All right, so let's see what other things you could go could get stuff for. Um, I'll give embodiment to all of you. That's a persona point. Mm. A badly needed persona point. <laughs> okay, so how do you guys feel about workhorses and MVPs? Mm. Workhorses, the guy behind the scenes, helping, having stuff. One of them goes to Flint and the other goes to Uf- I mean, not Flint. One goes to Fandral and the other goes to Ufkel. I'm not sure which one goes where, but th- that's the way I see it. Because we we, we had uh, the fire, which set, set up the uh, weaknesses in the spider. And then we had the, the slaying of the spider. So I'm not sure which one to point at finger-wise, but one each. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe workhorse for Ufkel and MVP for Fandral? Sure. Since, yeah. Since Do you guys agree? Threat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you guys agree? <laughs> yes, says, says Todd. <laughs> yes, they agree. <laughs> I'm not turning down Persona Point. <laughs> that's just acting like the Prince channeling. I guess that's it for this session, guys. Hey, uh, fun stuff. Not a whole lot of progress, but, but <laughs> lots of action. And actually, episode works. <laughs> On my agenda, stuff that's on my agenda that I want, like, stuff to happen in the game, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, it's going to take another two sessions, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, hopefully, it's going to be a good cutoff. Uh, but, of course, that's my intent. So, like like Dirk mentioned, like last week, it's probably going to be um, another nine episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping for two, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna stress you toward like a uh, 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 conclusion artificially. Yeah. Um, we'll see what. Still got that damn singing witch to deal with. Maybe that is a, a season three next season thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, uh, how do you feel about how do you, how do you feel about the stuff so far? Is it um, like progressing in a oh. fun direction? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like, I, I am just living for the failure. <laughs> <laughs> Was it interesting it's, to have like, uh, like a meanwhile on the other side of the mountain thing or like should yeah. I less of that? Oh yeah. The thing is, Fandral is, nobody's ever told him that Ungwil and, um, this, this, uh, other elf, or elf they met looked identical. If that had happened, he, he would have killed him. He probably would have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Flint suspected that. I don't know. <laughs> or he would have gotten the truth out of him. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, Flint does know of Fandral's bias against other races. So, I yes, even if it happened accidentally, sometimes, he would pro- sometimes there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even if it had come up, Flint probably would have not said anything because at that time he was trying to placate uh, the Etharch. Unfortunately, I don't think you've even told anybody other than Torrier that. And Probably. He already knew. <laughs> Which I didn't know that he knew. I know. So I love that. <laughs> <laughs> One of them suspects. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, he did say that the mountain folks are slow to trust. So, I mean, clearly he has some, some scheme going on. The byword is trust nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent gaming session as awesome. usual. Catch you all later. Mm-hmm. Next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Well, I mean, um, here's the thing. I don't want to do it like stay up and, and be miserable because uh, I, I wouldn't have fun GMing if I know that, you know, one or several of you are like sitting there going, ah, 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 in the background <laughs> while I'm being all jovial and horrible. Oh, I could mute. <laughs> doesn't help. I still know that you're feeling awful. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah we know you feel awful. Just take this gag and try not to make any noises. <laughs> See, unfortunately, on Skype, I'm only left with my imagination. Yeah, you put some, you put some jingle bells on a pair of antlers, which will stay on for all five seconds. Five you can cost an elaborate plan to steal uh, all the toys from all the houses. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Taz. <laughs> you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as a heel. Taz. That's good <laughs> Yeah, we did go out Thursday night to uh, the Melting Pot. It's a fondue restaurant. First time ever one. Nice. And, so uh, when, when they leave, does the staff bid you fondue? That's a little too cheesy. <laughs> it wasn't Gouda enough. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, Dirk. Keep pushing mute, and it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday skypers.podbean.com. Find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.